A security guard at the operating resort next door shows me where to slip through the fence. I thank her, maneuver around the fence just like she showed me, and I begin my approach up a long driveway towards a large tower. And the closer I get to the massive complex, it hits me. I feel like I'm on the set of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, the 1980 horror classic adapted from Stephen King's novel. I've been deeply obsessed with the film for a long time, one of those dorks who feels so mesmerized by the movie that it's almost in my bones. Kind of like that feeling of Anamoya. And so I get to live out that fantasy and chill with Shelley Duvall in 1980 on the set of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and it's incredible. But I know that it's more than that. The ghosts are clear. This place is a monument to a time before mine, to a community that isn't mine. Historically, an ostracized, politicized, scrutinized community, just trying to find peace. I drift past the threshold between the real world and into the late 1960s, amidst the decline of the Borscht Belt era when Catskillian resorts of Herculean size and stature began slowly to lose relevance and economic steam. The Jewish Alps, as they were once called, have a dark anti-Semitic history. In the 1920s, anti-Jewish marketing was on a sharp rise in the United States, and many vacation spots across the country barred Jewish people access. This harsh reality led many Jewish communities to build their own vacation lands, and the allure of the Catskills, some 90 minutes from New York City, incited a resort revolution, becoming a destination for many Jewish travelers from the 1920s until the late 1960s when tourism trends shifted and the Borscht Belt began to experience a steep economic decline. I guess I didn't realize it, but the resort is overwhelmingly large. Graffiti covers the walls, decades boasting intricate design work. The Nevely has a rich history in the Hudson Valley. For years, it served as a point of community pride. All you have to do is scour Facebook and read the comments from folks who have fond memories of the hotel. It's a maze. It drips and moans and breathes on its own, and I feel like I'm exploring an entity still very much alive. I head downstairs, where I find the Stardust Room. I can hear Al Boley, Ray Noble, and his orchestra playing old standards like Midnight, The Stars, and You. The music sails down the hallways of the hotel, haunting every nook and cranny, blanketing every wall with echoes of the past. And then, I enter the theater. It's empty and enormous. Two levels sweeping towards a modest stage where the curtain, musty and dusty, hangs on by the skin of its teeth. And I hear laughter. Laughter of the guests, applause, and the light coming through the windows is heavenly. 
I approach the stage, hop up, and I turn to face the audience. But they're gone. Only a single empty chair remains, so I bow to it. And a shiver tumbles down my spine. So I hop off stage and exit the theater.